got to live it up, we had to live it down Word travels real fast in a small town Made a couple wrong turns, too many to count Sunday nights are made for Speed Freaks 20 plus years from the Lucas Oil Studio Speaking of, anything inside your engine? You got an issue? Lucas Oil's got it What about inside your car, your interior? Lucas Oil has that too Oh, and Slick Mist to keep your car fat and happy outside? That Spiffy 67 Mustang? Bam! Lucas Oil has the product to keep your rides on the road and looking pretty damn fly That song you heard coming back from break? Coming back around, it's from this guy, Adam and Ticknap, which I don't know if I know him more from his bitchin' music or his ride on the track. Well, probably more from music given this year and your injuries. Adam and Ticknap joining us here on the Freak Nation uh, Supercross pilot. What's the latest on your injury? Screw your injury. That's a damn good song. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I love my music. I love riding my dirt bike. And uh, it's funny how the two are so in sync, you know. Um, when you know, when you're riding a dirt bike, it's really, really dangerous, especially when you're racing supercross. If anybody's seen it, uh, you know, you get hurt sometimes. And when you get hurt, you gotta, um, there's not a lot you can do, but one of the things I can do is make music. So it's definitely my second passion and it takes me away from, uh, reality, just like riding my dirt bike does. Adam Supercross provides a lot of things to riders, including injuries and problems, challenges. Do you think you could survive all of that without your music? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I've never really thought of it like that, but, uh, you're definitely right. I, th I think that my music keeps me going on my dirt bike because, you know, there's so many things that I get to let out when I'm, uh, when I'm riding my dirt bike and my music kind of helps just balance everything. And, uh, without my music, I don't know. I don't know if I would be able to ride my dirt bike because it's just, you know, it's just that it's just that something that kind of gets me away from all the intensity and breaking the bones and, and all that stuff that comes with riding a dirt bike. That's bad. You know, Adam and Ticknap, supercross pilot musician joining us here in the freak nation. What is the latest with your injury and uh, where are you with recovery? Uh, I'm actually doing really good. So uh, last week in, in time qualifying, I had an accident with a rider that had made a mistake in front of me. And uh, he caused me to, to wreck over this uh, quad jump that was uh, pretty bad. I haven't hit the ground that hard in a long time. Um, I hit the face of a jump coming off about like 30 feet, 40 feet. And, uh, and I tucked the front wheel once I landed. I broke my collarbone in two places, uh, cracked two ribs, and, uh, and did a little bit of damage on the outside of my lung. Um, I was actually really fortunate to come away with just that. You know, the doctors were like, wow, with how hard you hit, they thought I might have broke my femur or my hip also. But I got really lucky. They did surgery on my collarbone, and uh, that's all good. I'm about a week and a half out of surgery, and I can already lift my, my arm above my head, and I'm doing really good. So excited to be back to racing, I think, here in about five weeks from now, which is absolutely phenomenal. Jeez. You know, my training and – and all the supplements that I take and the things that I do off the bike, um, including my music, I think it's just so much therapy and, and a testament to how fast we can get back as athletes. So I'm stoked to be back uh, racing here in about five weeks, and uh, I get to finish out the Supercross series. 
that doesn't even seem possible. You have miracle worker doctors and, or yeah, like you said, supplements. And I'm going to assume when you said supplements, you meant twisted tea because that would be my, <laughs> that would be my recovery <laughs> to be honest. Believe it. You better believe a little twisted tea, a little kickback. You know, it's, it's funny, you know, you say that and it's like, it is kind of crazy to even think that I'd be back racing a dirt bike in five weeks. Like, you know, you snap a, I snap a collarbone and to me, it's kind of like, oh, well, it's just another injury, you know, and then oh. you, you hear about, you know, a grandma or a mom breaking a collarbone and it's like, it's literally a tragedy, you know, and it, it, it is, it is a tragedy, but, um, we're just so numb to it because we have these accidents and, and we love our dirt bikes so much that we do anything and everything to get back on the bike. And, you know, with modern day medicine and all the techniques that we know, um, I don't think that it's necessarily some things that we didn't know in the past, but now we know exactly what to do and the right way to do it. And it really makes a huge difference. You know, a lot of people, I felt like back in the day, you'd get hurt and you'd sit on the couch and they said, you know, the doctor said rest, you know, and that's the way to do it. But it's really not, you know, when, like when I got hurt with my collarbone, um, you know, two days, one day after that, I was back on the spin bike and it's so vital to get, you know, that blood pressure up and get your heart pumping to get the drugs out of your system that were in there from the hospital ride, um, you know, from the ambulance ride to the track, to the hospital. And then, you know, your body goes through so much trauma. So to get back to a regular state and get that heart rate up and, you know, and stretch it and open that stuff up. And then, you know, there's so many different bone stem machines that we have that gets blood flow to the area. And also on top of that, the doctors are so good at putting the collarbone back together and doing the surgery correctly and, and less invasive that we can get back to our dirt bikes and get back to what we're doing so quickly. Absolutely incredible. Seven Deuce Deuce joining us here in the Freak Nation. Yes, his name is Adam yeah. and Ticknap. One thing I don't think we've ever asked you is, how did you go or why did you change from BMX racing to arena cross and supercross? <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Cause I, oh, so really? I was like 12 years old and I raced BMX and I was actually really good. Um, I was the president's cup national champion and, uh, we always kind of rode dirt bikes on the side. And, uh, it was like, man, dirt bikes are fun, but I'm really good at BMX. So we just kind of stuck with BMX and obviously BMX was a lot cheaper. You know what I mean? You get a bicycle, you get some pedals and you kind of go for it. And you know, a dirt bike costs a lot of money. So at that time, you know, my parents didn't have as much money to, you know, take me racing on a dirt bike and fix that stuff. So we we're on bicycles. And one day, you know, I won the, I won the Ohio state championship. And then right after that, I kind of was like riding my dirt bike one day. And I was like, man, this is a lot easier just twisting the throttle and not having to pedal this thing. <laughs> and it was kind of like, that's what started the transition. I was like, man, I like twisting the throttle. You go twice as fast, twice as far, and it's twice as easy. But the funny thing is, as little do I know nowadays, I'm back on my pedal bike, pedaling more than I pedaled on my BMX bike. So that didn't quite work out the way I thought it was. <laughs> All to keep you in shape. And any truth All to the to rumor, right? Any truth to the rumor that your BMX career started in the aisles of a Walmart with you and your brother? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. 
Um, I mean, when you're a kid, you know, what's the first thing you love to do on a bicycle was, was skid. And my brother and I were absolutely inseparable. And, uh, I would say my mom yelled at us quite a bit. And one of the fun things that we'd do was, uh, either we'd run around Costco and we'd try every sample at Costco in California or the, or the next thing was Tyler and I, every time we go to Walmart, we'd run back to the bicycles and, well, on the Walmart floors, everybody knows back in the day, they had those like white tile floors. So it was a great marker for rubber. So we'd run to the back, grab two bicycles that were the same, and we'd pedal them down the aisles and we'd skid down the aisle as far as we could. And whoever had the longest skid mark would win. <laughs> and I swear, I, I swear the reason Walmart has the tires flat is, is because of Tyler and I back in the day. <laughs> And Ticknap rule. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. We're talking with Adam and Ticknap. Broken collarbone has him sidelined for a while in the Supercross series. Musician, credible personality. Adam, if we pose this question to you, you had a chance to go to Las Vegas, take the checkered flag, win your Supercross championship, or close Coachella, 100,000 people screaming, Adam, your name, which would you do? Your guitar or the checkered flag for a championship? Hmm. Honestly, um, if you'd have asked me 10, 10 years ago, I probably would have said last lap, but now... It's probably Coachella, you know what I mean? And, and the reason that being is because I love my dirt bike um, and, I'm, and my dirt bike's always going to come first. But, man, if I got to close Coachella, you know, I'm saying I'm probably going to be a lot richer than <laughs> if, I, if I won a Supercross championship. So I'd close Coachella, then I'd buy, I'd use that money to buy a race team and then just have fun on the sickest bikes and race supercross for the rest of my life and sing songs. So I'd probably close Coachella. (laughs) All right. Here's another one for you. You've got a two bedroom apartment in one bedroom. You've got bunk beds and on the top bed, you have Dave Grohl in the other room. You got bunk beds in the top bed. You've got Jeremy McGrath. What room are you taking? Jeremy McGrath. It's not even a question. (laughs) Wow. Oh, that's not even a question. Jeremy McGrath all day. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Jeremy McGrath is the reason that I got started racing Supercross. My dad took me to the L.A. Coliseum, and I watched Jeremy McGrath win that night, and I had met him in the pit. Mm. And I thought he was the absolutely, like, I thought he was the absolute coolest dude I'd ever seen in my entire life. And then he went out and won that night, and I looked up on my dad, and I still remember it to this day. And I said, Dad, I want to be like Jeremy McGrath and race professional Supercross. And ever since that day... I knew what I was supposed to do, and now I'm racing professional supercross. Does that ever stick in your mind, how much of an impression Jeremy made on you that night and how much of an impression you make on kids these days? That's that's 100% of the reason that I am who I am. You know, like, I mean, obviously not 100%, but it's it's a lot of it, you know. Um, when When you, when I remember that, you know, that night, and knowing what Jeremy McGrath did for me and how much joy he's brought to me because of wanting to race Supercross and having that journey with my dad and, and my family and my brother, um, there's nothing that I'd ever do to take that back. And, uh, and to, to only hope that I can do that for some kid that's out there that, you know, loves Supercross and, and might think that I'm cool 
And the fact that I could do that for somebody else is just unbelievable. So that's, I think that's why partially that I am one of the fan favorites is because every time I see anybody, I don't care if I'm having a bad day, a bad race, um, a bad time qualifying. I make sure as soon as I step, I step out, I step out of that twisted T semi, I got a smile on my face and I look like the happiest man in the world because I know how privileged I am to step out and ride a full factory Suzuki and do what I do every day. There's, there's so many people that struggle in this world. There's so much stuff going on, you know, with COVID and, and the election and just so many different things that the fact that I get to race my dirt bike right now in this pandemic and I get to do what I do, I make sure I cherish absolutely every single moment. So that way, when that fan or that little kid sees me, they can look up and they say, yeah, riding dirt bikes is that rad because it is, you know, you forget sometimes, you know, you get spoiled. Um, you get naive to, to what you do. And, and I try to absolutely never forget that. So how difficult has it been then riding in 2021 without the fans as usual? And how, how can you reach out to them in different ways now? Yeah, you know, the only way to real re- really reach out is make sure I do all my social media stuff and, and do my videos. You know, I did this um, thing recently that opens up a little bit more about my life and who I am. It's called Depth. And the guys from Motor the Movie did it. It's on YouTube. You guys can check it out. But um, we get to see the fans now, which is cool. Supercross has a new pod-style seating, and they're letting, you know, 20% capacity. So I'm super happy for that. And all the fans have been super compliant because I think everybody wants a little bit of entertainment right now. You know, I, everybody yes. wants to be back at the race, back in a stadium, checking stuff out, just getting their mind off everything that's been going on. And, uh, and I think that Supercross is doing an absolutely wonderful job. Um, everybody's been super happy and it's been going really smooth. So I'm just glad to have the, you know, the fans back that are back, you know, and, and being in the stadium and seeing a few people last year when we did Salt Lake City, man, it was just, it was so weird. It was dead Mm. silent before (laughs) the start of the main event. I've never experienced that. You know, it was like almost being at the practice track. It was almost like, you know, your blood wasn't pumping as gnarly as it usually is. When you see those fans and you see the fire and the crowd get loud, you hear the crowd get loud, it's an unbelievable feeling. That's why I race Supercross, and, and that's part of the thing that gets me pumped up and ready to go. And and last year, it's it's just not the same. You know, it, it's not it's not right. You know, not, not having fans in the stadium that get to enjoy that experience with you and get to enjoy that good night of racing or that bad night of racing, whatever it is. Um, just being along that ride um, with those people is is what I do and what I live for. Adam, I felt at times when I was the lone man on the mountain screaming for the peristyle to come into every freaking Supercross. That should just be part of every design. The peristyle at the L.A. Coliseum, oh. there was nothing like that. And why can't we get that back at Supercross, Broham? I, I don't know. The peristyle was just Dude, and, and I know exactly what you're talking about and why and why you thought it should be at every Supercross because there was a moment, you know, when those guys went back there and somebody was battling <laughs> that they disappeared for a second and you knew they were going to come out of there. And, you know, are they going to be closer? Are they going to be farther apart? What's going to happen? <laughs> you know, and it's just like it was so intense and so much fun to see those guys jump into the back of it 
come around and then they jump out of it and you're like, Oh my God, he's right there. He's going to get him. You know, and it's, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I thought that thing was sick. I agree with you a hundred percent. There should be a pair style every supercross race just for that moment. <laughs> Where can people get a hold of all of your music? Um, they can go to Apple music, Spotify, YouTube, um, just search seven deuce deuce seven D E U C E D E U C E and check it out. It's on all the major platforms. It's on Amazon music. Um, I heart radio, uh, you know, it's probably going to be on XM. I think I've gotten on a few stations. It's, it's just, it's crazy how much people love the music, but yeah, if you guys want to go check that out, um, get it on all major music platforms, uh, search it. Search it even on Google if you have to. You know, it'll come up on YouTube or, or one of those type of websites. So, um, yeah, I appreciate all the fans listening. If you had to wear a Speedo in that bottom bunk, would you still sleep in the same bunk beds with Jeremy McGrath? You better believe it. I'd sleep nude if I had to. Just don't tell Jeremy. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, buddy, it's always greatness when you're rolling the Freak Nation. We wish you wish you to get back to health and happiness here. For, well, you've already got happiness, but health here, quick style. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. And for all you fans out there listening that want to come to Supercross, um, you know, the tickets are only 15 bucks um, at the cheapest. The pit passes are only 10 um, Make sure you guys get your tickets pretty quick because they sell out because it's only, I think it's only – 20% capacity and you do get to go in the pits and kind of see us. You won't get to sign any signed autographs, but you get to see all the bikes uh, through the window. So it's, it's a pretty cool experience. I appreciate you guys having me on speed freaks till next time. Heck yeah. Later. Thanks, guys.